Welcome back to Home Field Tailgate. We got an awesome week of college football. I believe this is the most ranked games in the regular season in one week since like 2008 or something like that. There's six of them. We're going to talk about those games. We're going to talk about the week before. But yeah, we're excited to be here. Ty, we missed you last week. How's it going? Yeah, I was in San Antonio, Texas last week. So I had to miss the pod, home of the Roadrunners. Meet, we go. meet. Um, <laughs> Saw the Alamo Dome um, and all that good stuff and saw the Alamo. Not as impressive as you think it would be. Um, Just smaller um, than you'd think. But, yeah, overall, good to be back. Very good. Addison, how about you? Yeah. uh, The week of college football still, like, I mean, uh, it wasn't um, as many games as uh this week has but it there was it seemed like there was constantly a good game on the drama was there yeah there was constant action um i mean ending with colorado colorado state turned out to be a dandy um that didn't end until well into the night that's my bedtime for sure so i actually i actually fell asleep at the end of regulation (laughs) uh Awesome. I was cheering for Colorado State, thought they were going to pull it out. Colorado scored to end the game pretty much regulation. And uh, I woke up without meaning – I didn't mean to fall asleep. Woke up and the game was over. I was on the couch. Um, and so – but that was a great game. I watched pretty much the entire thing until overtime. Yeah, I, I saw it was 14-14. We were at City Grocery – um, which I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast know of City Grocery. Um, and then once it got like towards the third quarter, I was kind of really intrigued with it. So I went back to Lee's grandparents' house and watched the ending. And it was great. I was thoroughly entertained. Was not expecting a close game at all. I think Colorado was a 23 and a half point favorite going into that game. And it it took 60 minutes and more to put them out. So Really fun game. Shear Sanders continues to surprise. Their offensive line isn't that great. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll certainly miss Travis Hunter uh, for the next three weeks. But, yeah, I love that one. Um, Florida State, Boston College is another fun one. Addison, I know that uh, that wasn't too fun of a game for you to watch, but Florida State came out on top. You know, Florida State called it in. I mean, they were up 31-10 to 10, um, early in the third quarter, and they just – you know, quit playing. They're they're looking ahead to this week. Bigger game this week. Yep. Travis Hunter. Uh all right, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter is no Travis uh Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. Um got injured, but he came back. He should be good to go this weekend. No setbacks. So uh I'm excited for that Clemson Florida State game this weekend. Should be a dandy. There was a beatdown in Starkville this weekend. Yeah, there was a beatdown in Starkville. Just, I mean, going into the season, I was like, okay, their defense is probably pretty good. Their offense will be middle because they're changing, you know, styles and everything. But Will Rogers is coming back. Their defense looks terrible. Like they couldn't stop anything. And I know LSU is super talented. And I mean, they're going to end up winning eight, nine, maybe ten games this year, and they're great. But Losing 40, what was it, 41-14 final on your home stadium as, as an SEC school is like Vanderbilt caliber bad. Yeah, they looked very 
I mean, their offense is abysmal. Um, It's the worst in the league. And, you know, I actually don't, like, dislike Will Rogers, but the poor kid, like, he should have transferred. This offense is just not built for him. I would not be shocked if by the Egg Bowl he's not the quarterback. Right. I I think we'll see that. But they're – they're not a good football team. But on the flip side of that, LSU seemed to hit their stride. Like, that looked like a defense that was ready to pop you in the mouth on Saturday. Yeah, yeah um, Perkins actually did a couple things. He did. Kind of looked like him old self. So, yeah. that was that was an interesting game. The other interesting game to me was the South Carolina-Georgia game. Mm-hmm. Um, that Georgia – uh, defense looks pretty good. Um, they controlled a really good quarterback on Saturday. And then on the flip side of it, that offense lacks a lot of creativity and imagination. Yeah. It's very complacent. Beck is not uh, – isn't going to light you up by any means. Um, even where you saw Stetson kind of be a system guy but could still sling it around, yeah. Beck's limiting. So right. that'll, be, that'll be interesting to see if anyone can challenge them. At this point, like – who is it um, in the in the East? Maybe Missouri, maybe ten, ten, yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. dropped a bad game. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee looked bad against Florida. Um, if Tennessee's offense, if they have another showing like this, do they let that kid, that freshman, have a shot? I forget his name, but I know he's pretty good. Yeah, good luck saying it. Um, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Nico Amialeva, or yeah. Like, yeah, we'll just call him Nico. Yeah, he's good. Um, he needs to get bigger though. He looks like if a gust of wind came through the stadium, he'd fly out. He's so skinny. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too much into the Alabama game, but if you watched any of that, I mean, the quarterback play was very, very poor. We won't yeah. see either of those quarterbacks most likely this Saturday, but yeah. that was quite the the strange Alabama game. Do y'all, do y'all buy the whole, like, Joe Milton – not Joe Milton, what's his name? I'm blanking. Um, Alabama's quarterback. Shoot, what's Milrow. his Milrow. Do y'all buy the whole Milrow suspension thing? I do, actually. Yeah. I, I just don't get why you would start either of those guys with how poor they looked mm-hmm. and then not put him in the game when it was close in the second half. If anything, too, this silences the whole fan base being like, why isn't Simpson playing or why isn't Buckner playing? They know for a fact that Milrose their best option right now. I mean, Buckner looked terrible. Buckner was awful. <laughs> um, so I've heard three things. Okay. Three things about that. <clears throat> One is Milrow was told he wasn't going to start through a temper tantrum, got a one-game suspension. The other ones was Milrow didn't like his film study and threw a temper tantrum and we got a one-game suspension. And the third one is an interesting theory that Saban and Tommy Reese have been on outs with the offense since before the season started. Okay. Reese wanted the transfer from Notre Dame to be the quarterback. Okay. Saban told him Milrow was the starter. And to prove a point, this past week, it was a game Saban knew they were going to win. So he said, look, play these other two guys and see what happens. 
and we're not going to play Milrow because the assume this is a game impossible to lose for Alabama. Those are all fun theories. Yep. The last one seems impossible to me. Like you don't do that to the kid, in my opinion. What like yeah. if you like if you're the head coach and you believe Melrose earned the job, you don't pull that type of stunt just to prove a point to your OC. Like, and I don't think Saban's that type of coach. It's a the, fun theory. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun theory. Yeah. The idea I heard the same rumor, Addison, that he like threw a temper tantrum during film. Yep. Like, so, yeah, I heard they asked him, like, why would you make that pass? And that he couldn't give them an answer. And so he just kind of blew up on them. Yeah, I, I heard the same thing. And that's super believable to me. Yep. Um, but regardless, they're trotting out number four this weekend. And that's what we'll have to look forward to. But we can get into that later, too. Let's see. Any other games come to mind for you all? I actually thought it was a pretty weak slate on the weekend. Like there just weren't that many games that moved the needle for me. And with the night game in Oxford, that was my main focus. That's fair. No, no, but news from this week, y'all saw where um I guess today USC Lincoln Riley suspended a reporter from covering the team. I, I actually have not. have not heard this. So break it down for us. So supposedly, rumor mill. A reporter overheard a conversation in the building while he was in there covering the team, reported on what he overheard, which not on the record, and Lincoln Riley suspended him from facilities. I actually don't have a problem with that. That's pretty that's pretty bad, like journalistic integrity. Like yeah. you've got to to report something, you've got to have it on the record. Especially if he quoted people. Like, he has every right to lose access. I don't know if he actually, like, if he quoted anyone or not. I didn't read the the full article. But here's my thought. Journalists, journalists are investigators, you know, at times. You know, they're looking for information, looking to get stuff out there. If you overheard, if a reporter was in the White House, overheard something going on behind, uh, you know, as he's walking down the hall, oh, my goodness. You know, not going to Joe Biden's had a heart attack. Ambulance is on the way. Mm-hmm. And then you can fact check that pretty quickly and get it out there. If you ever hear the stuff, you know, if it's important, maybe you should report it. So I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know if you should actually suspend anyone from covering the team, but maybe you're like, hey. You know, have a talk with them. Yeah, I I don't I, I'll have to read the story. I could just see where you get to a point, especially if it wasn't his first offense of taking information that wasn't on the record. I'm sure there's going to be more that comes out of that. But also, yeah. I, I don't know. I what you popped on? Do you have anything from this past week weekend? Do you want to get out there? I have one we should talk about after Cole goes. Okay, I'm looking at the slate right now. Where are we at in the show right now? Y'all just sharing y'all's thoughts. Yeah, Just from the past week. Last week as a whole. We've covered Alabama, um, Florida State, Tennessee. Anything else? Um, my initial thoughts. Uh I mean the, I think the biggest thing was Bama looked horrendous against South Florida. Um a lot of concerns there. Uh you know, Florida 
looked really good. Tennessee looked not that good. Um, you know, Ole Miss handled their business. Uh, you know, really wasn't too much of an exciting weekend uh, other than the Colorado game. But yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, this week's going to be a lot of fun. But here's, uh, a, here's a game that I just want to give kudos to Missouri and Coach Drink for finding a way to beat Kansas State. Did not see that happening no, at all. He, he gets no credit whatsoever. <laughs> Seriously, that clock management so bad was <laughs> utterly incredible like just awful if that kid misses a 61 yard field goal his head is on a platter on monday morning he like the worst clock management ever it was so bad but credit to the kicker he deserves all the love that was a kick that you had some stones yeah 61 yards that's and and had had leg like it was good from 65 it was a hell of a kick Yeah, but other than that, I mean, a couple good games, not so many good games. Uh, um, I'm interested. My biggest thing to see is Colorado, how they do against Oregon this weekend. That's why I'm kind of most excited about non-SEC related. about Tuscaloosa, but I think Oregon-Colorado will be fun too. I think Oregon-Colorado will be fun. I, I put, some, I put some, uh, some cash in there just, you know, make it even more interesting for me. Okay. All right. What? I put, I put money on the over, and uh, I had some free play. I put it on Oregon. Just what called. time is that game? I think oh. it's three o'clock, but I'm not. No, I need to start putting the time on these. Hold on. I should I'll I'll go ahead and look on look that up. If it's two thirty, I just remembered. Because I saw something where maybe it's the USC game. Yeah, it's the USC game. They are kicking off at ten a.m. Uh, Colorado time, or yeah, yeah. Pacific uh, time. Pacific so, like, time. Yeah, that'll be pretty interesting for USC. I think right. the next week when they, they just play, pull an all nighter, honestly. Next week when they play in Colorado, it'll be nine o'clock USC's time. Yeah, ten o'clock, ten o'clock, a.m. or p.m. A.m. Yeah. Yep. All right. All so right. let's go ahead and get into it. Week four. We'll start out in Aggie Land. We have. Well, I have a question, real quick. Go just ahead. I kind of, y'all know, I kind of like to do this. Yeah. All right. I'll word this two ways. What is either your favorite go-to candy, or the candy that when it's in the room, you can't not to eat it? Reese's peanut butter cup. I do love Reese's, and like when you put them in the freezer, man, it's game changing. I love Reese's. I mean, I gotta give a different answer than you two. I like if I'm so I will agree. Like if there's like a Reese's or a piece of chocolate in a house in a bowl, I'm going to eat one no matter what it is. Yeah. That's just like a Hershey's kiss. But if I'm in a gas station and I'm feeling, feeling wild and I get some, uh, want to get a, a bag of candy on a road trip, I'll either do like, have you ever had the Harry bow, like twin snakes gummies? Yeah. Those are, those, yeah. Are my, those are my favorite. Like those are the ones I like the most. Is Haribo how you pronounce it? I always thought it was Haribo. I have no clue. <laughs> What's y'all's like go-to like road trip gas station snack? Cheez-Its and sour straws. Okay. One of those, one of those shitty slices of pizza. <laughs> the register. I'll, I always, I've gotten a habit. I usually always get, if they have it, an orange vitamin water to drink. Okay. Um, Healthy like seed. I like sunflower seeds on a long road trip. Yep. 
I'll do coffee and sunflower seeds usually. All right, Addison, I looked it up. It's pronounced hey ra bo hey ra hey ra Okay. We learned something. Um, yeah, I'm a big sunflower seeds on red trips guy, too. It helps me stay focused. Yep. And like yeah. Makes the just gives me something to do. Lauren Winters uh, says nerd clusters. That's a good one, too. Oh. That's also that's Mary Morgan's favorite. I'm okay. not a nerd guy. I've never been a nerd guy. And then Max says whatever Bucky's has. Bucky's is pretty good, too. Those I like sandwiches. Starburst are good. And then to answer my initial question, if it's in the room, Reese's Cups. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Reese's Cups. They're so good. So one of the issues, what was I about to say? Ah, never mind. I was going to make a comment about something else, but I don't need to go down that rabbit hole today. All right. Well, let's get into week four, I guess. Uh, listeners, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, feel free to comment. Thomas keeps up with those comments. Give any input. Yeah. Uh, send us your best bets, your teasers, your over-unders, your picks of the week. Um, or if you just want to text us individually and have us say something, uh, most of the people watching probably have our phone numbers. So yeah. comment, interact with us somehow. We'll get it out there. Um, with nothing else, Auburn plus seven and a half at Texas A&M over under is 51 and a half. Cole? Y'all go for I, – I, I got a text. Go, go, y'all go first. I'll go first. I mean, so I, I'm taking Texas A&M here to cover. Um, I have a belief that Auburn will get exposed for what they are um, mm-hmm. this week, and that's just a very subpar SEC football team. I don't think they have much talent, and I think – Texas A&M's weakness, which is their defense, matches up with Auburn's weakness. I was about to say that. And yep. I, I just don't see – like, I could see this being like a A&M in the 30s, Auburn maybe in the 20s type game. I don't even know if Auburn can score 20 points. Their offense is so bad. It's, I mean, it's hard I'm to good watch. Piece. I'm being generous. That's fair. I also think A&M's going to cover – I think that AM's offense is it's pretty darn good. They're doing a really good job over there now that Jimbo's not calling plays. And Auburn's offense is just brutal. Their defense is pretty good, but their offense can't really do anything. So I like AM to cover this game as well. Uh my hesitation on AM is the fact that their defense was very suspect on the road against Miami. Mm-hmm. Um very suspect. You freeze. No. I would think could get some points here or there. I think he's good enough of an offensive coach to get some points. Did you watch the Cal game? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, you things talk- happen there at night. But I mean, I'm just, I just don't. I mean, I would. That would be my only hesitation. Is maybe Hugh Freeze has a trick or two up his sleeve against A and M's defense. I think Cal probably has a better defense than A and M this year. But um, yeah, I like A and M to cover. I'm going to go with Auburn to cover, honestly. Um, Weird things happen. Yeah, I don't know. I just – I'm not sold on A&M yet. Like, I mean, granted, Auburn's only beaten, like, not that good teams. A&M really hasn't beaten anybody spectacular. So, I think it's going to be, like, a closer game um, until somebody proves otherwise. I mean, I would take Auburn, like, the points right here. 
I do have AM. I have action on AM and a teaser at minus one and a half. Who's the teaser with? I'm just curious. I'll tell y'all later. Tell me later. And I've got I've got a new, I've got a, a a thought process this week on teasers, what I'm trying to do. You wanna break it down for us once you you tell the second leg of it then? Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm curious. Uh Max says that Auburn's gonna win by 10. I don't know about that one, Max. Um Let's move on to the next game. We've got we've got a lot of picks to go through. Um, There's a lot of good games. Yeah. Um, the next we'll have more to talk about than others. I mean, honestly, Kentucky at Vandy, I can kick us off here. I hopped on our first episode of the season and said Vandy was going to make a bowl game. So I'm a dumbass, and I apologize to our listeners. Um, <laughs> they did just lose at UNLV. Yeah, UK, UK by a lot. Um, sorry, Clark Lee. I like Kentucky to win by two touchdowns here for sure. Kentucky's covering. I like this. This is one of my favorites. Kentucky's favorites. covering. I also took well, Kentucky, put a hundred bucks on their over win total. So I really need them not to lose this game. All right, Will, you want to take some? Andy's going to cover this line. You want to explain your thought process behind that? Well, let's also not forget that Vandy beat Kentucky last year. A different, different, and this is early in the year. This is different. Kentucky has looked. Kentucky went tied to halftime with Eastern Kentucky. They're not world leaders either. UNLV. No, I know, but Kentucky, Kentucky played a lot better this past week. I think they're maybe figuring it out. They had a lot of beats. I saw. I see this. You can't really base too much off of like these BS games early in the year. Like, I think it's a ten-point game. That's a that's a cool take, Will. Cole, you also speaking of your futures, you have an over on Tennessee nine and a half wins, don't you? Under. Oh, you have under Tennessee yeah. under nine and a half wins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're pretty good. good. I like that, that one. I also. Yeah. I also have that. Yeah. No. I, the only unders I took were State and Tennessee, and I went overs with Kentucky, Ole Miss, and uh, there's one more. I'll think of it. Okay. All right. Florida State minus two and a half at Clemson. Well, you start. Everybody's sleeping on Clemson. They've just been quietly, they've played nobody, but they've just been quietly murdered. They quietly murdered the two opponents they had. This game's in Death Valley. Florida State struggled with uh, Boston College, and their quarterback health is up there. I mean, he returned to the game, but he's still a little banged up. This just seems like a classic uh, Dabo get-right game. Here's what I think. I think everybody and their mother is going to take Florida State betting, and so that's why I'm not going to bet on this game because I just have a feeling Clemson's going to end up winning somehow. We're not betting on all of these games. What do you think is going to happen, Cole? I I mean, I really see it both ways. My gut feeling is kind of telling me Clemson's going to win. Like – just since because it's at home. Uh, like, I'm not giving the Florida State-Boston College game much credit just because the weather conditions were really bad with the hurricane and all that. So, I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of leaning Clemson right now. Games at 11 a.m., the home field advantage won't matter that much. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff in, in, in South Carolina. It's, that's not a factor. Florida State wins this game by at least 10 points. 
Ooh. I disagree. I, this is the biggest game for both teams. I think for sure it's going to be a home field advantage. Florida State is deeper and has the better quarterback. You can make an argument they have the better coaching staff too. And mind you, like Will just like acted like Clemson's two wins against Florida Atlantic and Charleston Southern or something to chalk up. <laughs> they got their asses handed to them by Duke on opening weekend. And we I think saw, that speaks more to Duke State, than anything. We saw Florida State handle a team that I think is probably the best team in the SEC. Yeah, this year. I, and I think I think this y'all's picks could be like personified by recency bias. Like y'all are looking to last week against Boston College, wondering what that translates to. No, I agree. I'm, I agree least, with you. At least, at least 10-point win for FSU. No, I but, agree with you. I, I, everything you said is right. I think Florida State's the better team, but I'm not saying – the better team doesn't always win. Like, no, I just, crazy that, stuff happens in college football. I just college think it's one of those games that everybody's looking at Florida State that Clemson's going to – So I here's mean, a, I, I don't know. Here's a fun stat. This is the first time Clemson has been a home underdog since 2016. And saying all that, I'm still picking Florida State to cover at two and a half. I'm going Florida State, too. I I do just think they're the better team. Um, I think they fell asleep last week. They were up 31-10. They fell asleep. They were looking ahead, trying to stay healthy, you know, for this game. Um, Question the quarterback health. No, but he came back. I mean, he got hurt. He went out the game, but he came back and finished. He played the rest of the game. So, I mean, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Clemson is staring six and six down the barrel right now. Ooh, that's a hot take. This guy also picked Vanderbilt to win six games. All right. I'll, I'll wrap <laughs> off. They've already lost to Duke. They're going to lose to FSU. They're going to lose to Notre Dame, UNC, and South Carolina. They won't lose to South Carolina. That's a toss-up, but I, I can see them losing that game. But if you've already lost four or five games going into South Carolina, you might have a team that lays down and dies. Uh, They're going to get be a little bit of a revenge factor there. They got embarrassed by South Carolina last year. All right, let's move Let's move forward. They lost by one. Coach Prime's taking the boys to Eugene, Oregon. Um, it's a 19 versus 10 matchup. It's at 2.30, so that, those at the stadium this weekend will not be able to watch it, unfortunately, but that's okay. Oregon is a 21-point favorite as of right now. Um, you can get 20 and a half on some books, but for the most part, it's 21. Addison, you want to start? Well, I wanted some action in this game. I wanted some skin in it just because Colorado's the story. Everyone's focusing on it. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone is coddling them right now. And, and uh, I mean, it's a good story. Dion's done an impressive job getting this team. They've already won more games this year than they did last season. Three times more. Yep. And um, so I had some free play, so I took Oregon uh, minus 21, and then I wanted to make it even more fun, so I took over 70 and a half. Jeez. Uh, because, well, I think Oregon will score. I think or- Colorado's defense – I was saying, geez, I didn't realize that. Was Oregon is going to score at will versus Colorado. Oregon's going to score a lot, and I think Colorado will score some as well. Um, so I, I, I actually think 70 and a half is a good play here. I, I, I don't know. No, I don't, he's out for three weeks. Doesn't did that y'all see where that guy was getting death threats from Colorado State? I did see that. Yes. 
I really think 70 and a half, over 70 and a half is a very good play this weekend. Who did Oregon play close a few weeks ago? Was that Texas Tech? Texas yes. Tech. They ended up covering off a scoop and score fumble at the end, but yeah. it was a very close game. That was in Lubbock. Yeah, I 21 points is a lot, but I do think Oregon wins this game big. So yeah, there's no I have no other thoughts. Oregon's gonna destroy them. This I'll like tease the game. I honestly like think this could be my lock of the week. I I love Oregon here. I love it. The the other thing around this too is like it'll be nice to kind of have the prime stuff toned yep. down a little bit. Addison, go. I do have something to say. Colorado has been on this major, major emotional run. Every week it's us against the world. We have something to prove. Look at us. You know, uh, y'all believe in us now, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they've got to be exhausted. And I think maybe you saw some fatigue against Colorado State early on. Um, but, I mean, they, they, I mean they've, been, they've been putting a lot into these early weeks. And at some point, that's going to wear them out. Let's it, just, could on, it could be on the road, Bo Nix season, baby. Let's just say if some somehow Colorado wins this game, how manic, like, would the like coaching world go, like with like the carousel stuff with Dion? ESPN and Fox will have their game day shows at Colorado for the rest of the year. They will lose their media minds. Oh my god. We can't allow that to happen, Oregon. Also, crazy stat, Bo Nix graduated high school in 2018, and he's still playing college football. Yep. We were seniors in college his freshman year at Auburn. Makes me feel old. Yeah. Will, do you want to uh, make your statement public that you typed in the – just, I think Colorado's going to get ducked this weekend. Yeah. Emphasis right. on the D. Funny. Yeah. Color, uh, moving on. Memphis plus six and a half versus Missouri in St. Louis over under 51 and a half. I didn't know that got, game was in St. Louis. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the Rams used to play? Yes. Is that in the dome? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, that is fun. That is fun. Um, I don't really have anything. I think uh, Hope, Missouri being an SEC team, is the better team, and they can beat uh, Memphis by a touchdown. So, I'm taking Missouri to cover six and a half. I like Missouri to cover, too. I know nothing about Memphis, to be fair. Merrick McCool wanted me to try to pin Will. On the live stream, I tried to, Merrick. I'm sorry, I couldn't, but that would have been really fun. The camera would go off if that happened. <laughs> oh, man, I wish, Merrick. That would have been awesome. Cole, do you have anything for this game? Do you, you just want to make a pick, Missouri? No, I'm just going – I'm going Memphis points. I'm still Memphis not with Missouri. the points. I can get that. Emotional game, you know, it's not really in your home stadium. It's in your home state. Could happen. I still like Missouri to cover. Memphis is not as good as they were with Mike Norvell, but they're still look fine. 
Okay. I actually want to make a comment about Missouri. Did y'all see Drinkwood's <laughs> post-game press conference where he got pissy about them booing their starting quarterback? Yes. Like, did this whole thing where, like, he wanted to be like Mike Gundy, but, like, did it in the lamest way possible because he was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it. That's bull crap. And, like, <laughs> sounded He's such like, a nerd. Yeah, sounded just like such a beta. Like, Will, was it you that said that he was MSR head coach? He's probably number two on that list. He was. He was. He was on the list. That terrifies me. Keith Carter. Keith Carter got got, got the job. Allegedly, Norvell was number one on that list, but I'm fine with Kiffin. I love it. Obviously, obviously, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't think there's any way Memphis people fans would have allowed Norvell to get Ole Miss. Oh, Norvell. Oh, I oh, said Norvell was number one. Yeah, yeah. I was still thinking Drink was. No, Drink was uh, maybe four. I don't know, maybe three. Who cares? Norvell, Norvell probably was. Norvell was probably is probably one A, one B with Norvell. Norvell had three schools fighting over him that year. He's Ole a good Miss. football coach. Ole Miss, yeah. Arkansas, and FSU. He turned, he's turned Florida State back around. Yeah, he's this a is, good coach. He would have had death threats from Memphis fans if he went to Ole Miss, though. The next game's a really good one, Ohio yeah. State at Notre Dame. I think this is kind of an interesting one to go through. I think, Will, you should go first because this is up near where you like to claim that you're, like, have some off-family member from. Or yeah. Okay. This game will be over by the third quarter. Notre Dame's going to win this game by two to three touchdowns. It'll wow. never be in doubt. They won't be able to score, Ohio State. Sam Hartman's a vastly better quarterback. Do than... you like believe everything you say? Yes, I do. You watch. You watch. <laughs> I mean, so I think I think Notre Dame covers as well. Yeah, My, like a big theme for me in college football this year is just like fully believing that if you have a good quarterback, you have a great advantage in football games against teams that do not have good quarterbacks. Yep. I also I love lines where the home team's a little dog like this and they have a better quarterback. Whenever I see that, I always kind of go with the underdog at home. So I do I agree. To make I that game comment. covers yeah. the spread. Was anyone surprised at that line? I was. I think it's the wrong team. I think it's the wrong team favored. I'm still surprised by that line. Like, and that how it hasn't moved any much more toward Notre Dame. A know, lot of money. Almost, which makes me like uh, hesitant on it. But I think Notre Dame's the better team. I think no, Notre, I Dame, Notre Dame has been saying, you know, kind of, oh, we're a quarterback away. You know, we've been a quarterback away. We've had a good roster. We've been a quarterback away. Well, well now you've got the quarterback. A dang good one, too. And you're at home, top ten game. Prove it. Okay, Prove hold it on. This, and Ohio this, State has yeah. – Ohio State hasn't looked super impressive either. Prove it, Notre Dame. And I think they will. What was like the score Dame. I like Notre Dame to win. Yeah, I mean, I think Notre Dame's going to win this game too, but I don't think they're going to be up three touchdowns going into the fourth quarter. This game has like 31 to 14 written all over it to me. Uh, I think I think it'll probably be like – I think I think Ohio State will score more than that. The Irish are for real. Was this a close game last year? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was a really good game. I think it was the first or second game of the season. Uh, I can't remember for the, for the first game, Ty, I watched this at your house. 21 year. to 7. 
Notre Dame has two two key games, possibly a third if Clemson figures it out. But Notre Dame has Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. Um, I mean, Notre Dame has clear and obvious wins to make it to the college football playoff. Do they have to go to Los Angeles, or is it in South Bend? I think it's in South Bend. Then, no, every – then they play UCLA at home last game of the season then. Is that right? Stanford. Stanford. Oh, easy. Okay. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Well, I mean, I can pull up their, their schedule really quickly. Okay. Um, they have UC, They have USC at home October 14th, which is perfect. That's all misses by a week. Awesome. They go to Clemson. Um. Yeah. Okay, hold on. This is, this, been a is kind of a this is kind of a tangent. We've talked about how bad Alabama's quarterbacks are. How did they not try to go after like Sam Howell? I know that they tried to get Drake May and that didn't work out, but why not pivot and try and go, you know, or Sam Hartman? Is it Howell Hartman? Yeah, I get them confused. Howell's in the NFL. Okay, so That's Sam a, Hartman. Not a good quarterback though. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's starting in the NFL, so. Yeah. Um, I think they tried. I think okay. they, they just were a little late. It was hard when they didn't have um, a coordinator. Yeah. Like, to sell the the offense to. Like, think about that. Like, when you're having transition yeah. and they're like, all right, what system am I going to be in? And you have to look at them and go, I don't know. We haven't hired an OC yet. I think Tommy Reese leaving Notre Dame was a blessing for them. This helped them tremendously. I think he's their offensive coordinator now. I don't know. But I, I think they're better off without, without Reese. Will's thinking. He's got it. It's back there somewhere. I can't remember. Dang. Go longer. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> nice try. All right. Let's keep moving it. All right. We got oh, UCLA. Oh, you had Notre Dame, right? Yeah, Notre Dame wins you're, out. You're a Catholic. You got to pick them. Yeah, that's right. UCLA going on the road to Utah, getting four and a half points. Since we've mentioned over-under a couple times, the over-under in this game is 52 and a half. Will, you already have written down what you picked, so why don't you go first? I'm just going to keep picking against Utah until they finally lose. I They just feel like a fraud to me, so I'm just going to keep picking against them. I have no special insight or anything. I think so they have a quarterback coming back this weekend. That's what I was going to ask. Is Rising coming back? He's coming back. Yeah. I mean, then I say Utah probably covers. And I I would just say, too, like, I think Utah's a really well-coached team. They just don't, like, screw up games like this often. They're going to have to get beat. And I'm not that big of a believer in UCLA either. Utah's, had, Utah's had some – they've already played some teams. Um and UCLA's had a light schedule to this point. So, I don't know. I want to say Utah, but at the same time, I kind of want to say UCLA for some reason. Sarah's little brother's going to this game, too. Um, really? To stay with the kid from Oxford, Mac Howard, that's awesome. that's a quarterback for Utah. So. That's, awesome. that's awesome. I'm going to take Utah at home to cover. Utah, I have no reason. If it was at UCLA, I'd go the other way. I have no reason to pick UCLA, but I'm picking them to cover. Um I don't know. I don't know enough about either team, really. That's totally. Back to the SEC we go. We're jumping all over the country tonight. 
That's right. Uh, Arkansas plus 17 and a half at L at number 12 LSU in Baton Rouge. Was anyone surprised at this line? 17 and a half is a pretty big number. Could no. be bigger. I mean, I still think I would take LSU at minus 20 and a half. Okay. Thomas would, take, Thomas would take them all the way up to 20 and a half. That Arkansas defense looks really bad against BYU. Like, Real, real bad. Do we know? Do we know from back? Is Rocket Sanders playing? Is Raheem Sanders playing? No. He's still it up. Doesn't matter. It will not matter. That offensive yeah, line it doesn't matter. Block yeah. air. Yeah, I agree with Will. This game is going to be a runaway at halftime. I think it's going to not be pretty. All Which right. I, well, I'm going to go. Y'all have convinced me. I'll take LSU and go with everyone else. I'm going to go to Arkansas. To not win, but to to cover. Okay. God, 17 and a half is a lot of points in an SEC game. And part of me is hoping, like, they have a bounce-back game after a tough loss to BYU. And I want – What time is that game? It is at 6 o'clock. Oh. The sun sets in the western skies. I hate that place. Yeah. I would be the worst LSU fan. I would have been the worst LSU fan ever. We would not be friends if you were an LSU fan. No, no. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. All right. Iowa plus 14 and a half at number seven, Penn State. Over unders 40. Can I kick us off? I'm really sad to say that video of the OC talking about someone (laughs) – Crawling out of his ass was a fake video. I, I learned that today that too. In it, and yep. I'm really upset about it because that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. That was awesome. That wasn't real. No, that wasn't real. It's one of those new like generative AI voice matcher things, but it was really funny. And fun. I I'm gonna have Iowa covering here, but Penn State winning the ball game. I, I think it's gonna that. be. I think it's gonna be a way closer game than that line. Let's just let me take you back to the greatest I want history game. lesson. Give me your pick. A, a brief history lesson. I like the history. I lesson. like it too. Let's hear it, Will. Back in two thousand four, the greatest game ever played. Penn State, Iowa. The final score of that said game was six to four. <laughs> As you can see, the over-under for this game is 40. And neither of those teams have learned how to play offense since 2004. (laughs) This game is going to be a rock fight of all ages. Give me Iowa to cover. Heck, that over-under, you could probably put it at 14 and a half, and I might take the under. (laughs) This game has 10 to (laughs) 3, 9 to 6 written all over. Well, that 9 to 6 would cover. But, yeah, you get my point. Well, part of the reason why I did not do so good last year in college football betting was your Big Ten expertise. So hey, right. you were bullshit last year. Ask Trip. Trip has texted me every day for like every Friday, giving me a Big Ten lock of the week, and I'm three and zero. Okay, well I'm well, going to start. Why haven't you shared those with us? For the Big Ten What's now. your lock of the week this week? I I haven't looked at it yet. You're not putting them. We're in going your through them right now. What do you mean you haven't looked at it? I have to wait for Trip to ask me. That's the purpose. Okay, of well, Will, well, when Trip asks you, you put it in your action app. 
Yes. <laughs> Your fancy betting app. I, make sure I, I agree with you, Will, though. I, I think it will be Penn State wins, but they don't cover. Yeah. Penn State 10, Iowa nothing. There's your score pick for the game. Will, what's your username? He's following I you. you. Oh, you I, one I, placed, I placed one fictional bet, and uh, oh. it was the most confident I've been about a football <laughs> game. <laughs> it was Kansas State beating Missouri. <laughs> so I'm, great, I'm off to a great start on your fancy sports app. Well, you got to put skin in it for it to – to for it to matter, yeah, that's this week. Baby steps for Will. Okay, I want you to log him. I want you to log a couple games in there. I bet on a amateur European soccer game yesterday. Will go to my profile. Go to my profile and look, scroll around. Yeah, Addison puts in his bets like five days in advance. So yeah, I keep getting notifications for him. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I get y'all's notifications. All right. I actually think this may be a little too many points for um, a Big Ten top 25 game. Um, I'm going to take – I think Penn State's right there at the 14. And James Franklin knows the spread. It's hard to go against a coach that knows the spread. He may try to score with 10 seconds left to cover. He may kick, he may kick a field goal to cover the spread if he has to. Like the Rams. But I'm going to take – I'm going to take – I'm going to take Iowa. Okay. All right, back in the southeast, making our way around the country geographically. Uh, we have Mississippi State at South Carolina. South Carolina is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over under at 48-and-a-half. Ty Deemer, kick us off. Um, go Cox. Can we uh, resurface that video of Will Muschamp? <laughs> That's so Get out of your seats. It's time for Carolina football. Back football. Yeah, that's an awesome video. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Spencer Rattler's a really good quarterback. I think he's going to win the ball game for him here. It's at home. I think they'll cover. I, Mississippi State looks really bad last yeah. weekend. I'm going to – I'm. I kind of have the same reasoning. The issue with South Carolina is their offensive line, and I just don't think Mississippi State has the guys up front that's going to put enough pressure on – um, sorry, I'm yeah. blanking. Uh, Spencer Rattler to the point where he can't make the plays he needs to play. Um, I think South Carolina is going to cover this line as well. I mean, for all the talk we had at the beginning of the year of like, oh, State's going to have probably a salty defense. <laughs> it hasn't been the case. Yeah, it hasn't. They're fine. They're fine. But they're going to roll over and quit when they realize their offense can't score. So I think South, South Carolina, Carolina 20 has the most underrated home field advantage of all the SEC. Um, I can't wait to go to a game there one day. But We play there there next year. Well, I can't – I'm either choosing between that or Gainesville. Walk out of your seats. Spurs up. Play it again. So get the fuck out of your seats. Spurs up. At any time we pick – He said duck, you take not the F word. And anytime we pick South Carolina moving forward, that has to play in the background. Yep. Spurs uh, out. Monetize this. YouTube's going to flag it. No, it's okay. We were South Carolina has a really bad defense, too. I think State may be able to bounce back a little bit. And I think they're going to have an emphasis on offensive game plan this week. South Carolina also um, 
is without their best wide receiver. He's hurt. He's not going to play. Um, their offensive line isn't great. Rumor in Starkville is they're probably going to put a fourth guy on the line this week to get pressure on him. I like State to cover this, actually. Okay. I agree, Addison. I, I kind of think State's going to – I don't think they're going to win, but I think they'll cover. They need them all okay. in Starkville, so maybe they will cover. Brad Logan breaking some breaking news. Dan Mullen will not be in the booth for the Egg Bowl. Yeah, why? That was so dumb in the first place. Yeah, he's going to be coaching the Egg Bowl. <laughs> Mississippi State named Dan Mullen. I'm just kidding. But how crazy? I mean, if if Arnett doesn't get this right in a year or two, do they call Dan Mullen? Union, little reunion in Stark Afghanistan, maybe. Dan Mullen will be the head coach at Mississippi State within two years. Write it down. I saw someone mention his name for Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, you see, I think Arkansas is going to go with another fired SEC coach. Gene Chizik. Gus Malzahn. <laughs> what a wet turd of a hire. <laughs> hey, I, actually hey, think, man, I actually think – Arkansas uh, legacy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy about the uh, re- uh, reunion thing at, at Mississippi State. That just doesn't – I don't know if that would work. I it think Dan Mullen in Arkansas could be a, a decent thing. I kind of see Dan Mullen at Arkansas. Yeah, like, I kind of – I can kind of see that. I would not be happy about it. God, they're always just a thorn in our side, and he was always – and he was a thorn in our side, and that just seems – that just screams a consistent 8-4, and 9-3 and three program in Arkansas with him there. They that, would get better. They would what? They would get better. He's yeah. a good coach. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think he made a dumb too. decision by firing. I agree. Yep. Um, all right, let's keep it going. UNC at Pitt. Um, UNC is going to win this ball game. Um, I think they're going to cover as well. I also would like to call out if you haven't seen the video of the West Virginia Pitt game and the West Virginia fans singing along to Sweet Caroline. It is top. Like top, I think it could be like one of the top ten stadium yeah. environment things that it's I've so seen. Cool. It was awesome. We've I got to plan a trip to go to West Virginia. For I would. I want to. That's what I was going to say. Like after that, I was like, I want to go to a West Virginia football game. Yeah, I want to go to a awesome. big game. I want to see them win, and I want to see all the couches burning in the streets. What was that girl's name for freshman year again? <laughs> this is the Brianna Stovall. That's it. <laughs> we got the DUI and then transferred to West Virginia. We hate to see it. Just hey. yeah, just share people's past. Why don't you? <laughs> With, uh, the long- <laughs> tailgate, it's a cease and desist letter. <laughs> we had to change our title and everything. All right. Who's anybody else? Any other, anybody else have any other thoughts? Around I think UNC the- wins, yeah. but Pitt covers. Interesting. I think UNC blows the doors off of them. Uh, I agree. No comment. We got a big game. We got to get to. I like UNC here. All right. Well, you're going first for this one just because you said Biggest game of the year so far. Ole Miss is traveling to Tuscaloosa to play the Crimson Tide. Will, I think you should read your little seven, poem that you sent us at 11 o'clock last oh, night. Oh, I think you should. Ole Miss no, is a seven-point underdog. I'm going to read it if you don't. 
So either I'm going to read it or you're going to read it. You can read it. Okay. You're, you're so desperate to hear. So last night, Will texted us. He said, initially, Wait, no, Thomas, this is supposed to be an unbiased podcast. They don't need to hear my fan side come out. He texted us, Should I we read have more game? And obviously, we want Will to rain about this game. He said, I, and this is as much to me as it is to all of you. We need to stop hand, hand wringing over this game. We were better than them last year, and they had an elite QB. Objectively, we have gotten better. They, Alabama, have gotten far worse. They are on their heels. We aren't. They all expect to lose. We take the fear and effing bury them for everyone to see. Nothing is guaranteed, but we should expect to win. We should live for games like this, not dread. Will Halama. You can come back on camera now. I'm dreading it. (laughs) (laughs) I go through waves. There are waves I'm so excited, and I just can't wait to be – have the opportunity to be the ones that actually put the knife to the heart and end the dynasty. Okay, but then before, the part of me thinking, oh, we're Ole Miss. We're going to choke it away. Before we make so. the picks, there's a lot to talk about with the whole Kiffin and Saban drama. Do y'all have any takes of what Kiffin said as far as the defensive coordinator or the Taylor Swift tweet, like outside of the game on its own? I, I'll say this. I'm kind of over all of that type of stuff as a yep. fan and as someone who, like, is – I feel like this game needs no extra excitement around it. Like, and it's two years in a row. Last year, they were ranked nine. We were ranked 11. Mm -hmm. This year, they're ranked 11. We're ranked 15. It's two, again, two top 15 matchups against a town that's three hours away that historically has beat us. Like, I feel like it needs no extra flavor on top of it for me to get jacked about it. So that's the only comment make on it like I think he probably has a reason for why he feels it's necessary or why he wants to do it but I I just speaking for me personally I don't really enjoy it in the history of the world in the grand history of the world since Adam and Eve were created Ole Miss has won twice in Bryant-Denny Stadium 1988 and 2015 and 2023. Catch yeah. me next Wednesday to, to confirm or deny Will's statement. Yeah. I mean, Thomas, that's my answer to your question now. Yeah. Like, just sure, I, some of it's kind of funny, but it's like, I, I think just want to win. I'm trying to think, was thinking about it from his perspective too. And the only things I could come up with is one, he thinks that actually doing that creates division and like gets in their head. And like, if you can get them rattled and, you know, whatever, and, you know, there's a, such a thing as playing too hard. And, you know, that just leads to mistakes. The other thing that came to mind is if you keep picking in Alabama like that nationally and everybody's talking about it nationally, it brings a lot more attention to this game instead of it just being, oh, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I've heard way more about this game even from the national people, when it's 15 versus 15. So that's, that's why you're doing it, is, is to get the national attention on it. Like Ole Miss and Alabama are equals in this game. So, the only other, like, like high-level thing, too, that would be interesting if you knew more about the situation was 
no one's talking about the fact that Pete Golding's on our staff and he's facing a former team. Mm -hmm. And you also have to imagine he keeps in touch with people in the building over there. A lot of those guys that are still on that staff you worked with. So if the DC thing was something deeper based on something Pete's heard or knows, that would be pretty fascinating. Kiffin Uh, said that. Kiffin said that. No one's talking about it. What did he say? Kiffin said at the end of his statement, he said, and uh, based on the film on the TV copy and the fact that people in our building still talk to people in their building. Kiffin said that. There's no secret that people in these buildings know each other and have worked with each other. Yeah. But it just blows my mind that no one's talked about the part that where Kiffin said, people on Alabama staff told us this. Yeah. Essentially. it's going to be a really weird day in Tuscaloosa because this is probably, I'm trying to think, I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama. I've been around Alabama fans a lot. This is probably, I'm not sure I've been around them in a place where like unanimously, I think the majority of fans think they're going to lose on Saturday. I agree. Like I think there's more fans who think they're going to lose to us than thought that they were going to lose to Texas two weeks ago. Thomas, you live with two Alabama Alabama fans. What do they seem to think? I called one of them on the way home on Sunday from Oxford, and um, the first thing he said to me was, congrats on the win next week. So he's not super optimistic. The other one – Is this the one that actually can take it like an adult? No, this is the other one. This is the one one. that hides and blocks everything before it actually happens? Listen, listen, I'm not going to say anything about that at all. I'm going to refrain uh-huh. from it. The other one um, and basically says they can lose this game and still go to the SEC championship game. So it's not the end of the world if they lose, which is fair. Theoretically speaking, that is true, but it's still a little bit denial. Um, the, the main thing I'm hearing from Alabama fans is that latter. It's Alabama can lose this game and still go to the SEC championship game. And if you win the SEC championship game, you're in the playoff. That's kind of how they're spinning it. I got news for them. They're not. They're not beating LSU. Nope. They lose to us. They're not beating LSU. I don't think they're beating LSU regardless. They're definitely not beating LSU if they lose to us. But when was the last time an Alabama team was 2-2 and at the end of September? Uh, Probably 2006. That's what I was thinking. 2007. 2007, they started 4-0. Really? They had yeah. a really bad end of the year. Yep. Yeah. So um, literally in Saban's tenure, they've never been a 500 team going into October. That must be nice. Um. Yeah, can't relate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we should talk about some actual elements of the game. Okay. Uh, I, I'll say this. Here's like my – and I mentioned it earlier. A big theme for me in college football this year is quarterback play. We have the best quarterback on the field. No doubt. If, if Ole Miss wins the game, it will be because of Jackson Dart. It it will be because he has a career-defining performance. I believe that to be true. The other element – go ahead, Addison. I was say, while you're staying on quarterback, Ole Miss has the three best quarterbacks in this game. Please. Yeah, that, that's that actually is a fair point. I think only I, one of them is going to play. Unless I think they have four better, but – 
Oh, yeah. Right. Austin okay. Simmons is pretty great. <laughs> Austin Simmons might be the second best quarterback on our team. It's just he needs it to turn it's eight. Just the fact that he literally got his driver's license last year. Yeah. Um, if Aldo so, had him, they probably wouldn't have a loss right now. So quarterback play is going to be critical. I think we have that box checked. The other element of what we have struggled with is using the middle of the field and – like in games, we haven't had a receiver that's not Trey Harris catch the ball in the middle of the field, and we haven't had a tight end. We're getting the tight end back on Saturday. Um, which will help with the run game tremendously. will also help with the run game. So we're getting some folks back. That That's the plus on our side. I think we're going to be able to score some points. And the only thing I have no clue about in this game is how our defense performs. I just have that. That's the part for me where, like, if you told me we lost, it's just because our defense is worse than we thought it was. Because we have been to been a little bit bend but don't break so far. We did. We were that way against Tulane and Georgia Tech, where they had long drives that sputtered or had a turnover or a blocked field goal. I worry about the defense still. So those are my like views on the game. Like those are my strengths and concerns i have a question for y'all do y'all think our secondary has improved from last year yes yes do y'all I, think think it's, I, think it's, I think it's kind of a trick question though because it's such schematically, a different, schematically they're schematically better. it's so different and i think they're playing more in a, a more aggressive scheme like we're actually having core play man to man and actually but i'm just saying from a pure talent perspective too like I think that we have improved, I not mean, drastically, but some. But I think Prince and Walton are better corners than Miles Battle for yes. sure. Um, I think Bama's receivers compared not, to last year. This game isn't about the secondary. The secondary, because Milrow's not a great passer, I'm expecting him to turn the ball over from interception. This game's going to be no, about stopping and containing him from running. I know. I'm trying to make a point that this this year with Bama's offense. Bama's offense last year could throw it wherever the hell they wanted to. This year with – yeah, this year with the not as great receiving talent and then our secondary really defense just being more approved from, like y'all said, schematically, and I think just a talent perspective. I mean, if it can just be the same or a little bit better than last year, I mean, all the numbers are adding up to – well, I think it would be a good day for us. So, yeah, it is a fair question to Addison. Like, can the running backs run the football? Yep. I think Bart's going to have to be really involved with the run game. Yep. Yeah. All right, predictions. Did we pick? <laughs> if we win the game, Dart has a stellar day. Like, I'm talking about 100 yards rushing. 250 at least passing like stellar day i think Ole miss can cover plus seven so i'll take Ole miss plus seven i'm okay. taking Ole miss plus seven are you gonna say who wins nope nope i think Ole miss covers i also think Ole miss wins all right money lines at plus 230 right now in case you're wondering <laughs> addison can't think like that, man. 
tie your prediction. We'll save Will for last. I'm very conflicted. I think we should win the game. It doesn't mean we will. Like, if if we hop on this call next week and we're like, well, it happened again, <laughs> I will be the least surprised person on yeah. the planet. Yeah, exactly. Like being, like, so, so straightforward with you guys. But if we don't win this year... We never will. Like, it... Like, it something went terribly wrong and I'm going to be pissed at somebody about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, I think Ole Miss is going to win and cover. Well, if Ole Miss doesn't cover plus seven, yes, yeah, something goes wrong Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. We'll read what you read, what you wrote, what you typed. Let him talk. Let him cook. This is obviously going to be an emotional roller coaster for me. Look how ready he is right now. He's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, good thing I'm going to be in the zone so I can eat my feelings away if it does <laughs> go poorly. Um, You're back uh, in your in your home element where it all started, Will. Uh huh. Back where your heart is. I don't see how. The the offensive line defensive line matchup is actually a pretty bad matchup for Alabama, in terms of Ole Miss and the pass rush they can generate, and how terrible Alabama's tackles are. So Milrow is going to have a lot of pressure in his face, and from what we've heard, he is easily confused, and obviously Pete Golding is a mastermind. So he's going to be able to roll coverages, do all this type of stuff that's going to confuse him and force to make force turnovers. And I think Ole Miss is going to jump out to an early lead, and they can't keep up. And the dynasty will officially be buried on Saturday at two thirty. Score prediction: Will Ole Miss thirty, Alabama seventeen. If that happens, Will, we're burning down Tuscaloosa. No, they won't let us in anywhere because they're all going to go home to their uh, go home and cry. Kick their balls. We'll have to go back to Birmingham to enjoy the night. All right. Let's get into some bets. <laughs> all right. Thomas, up you ready to type. I've got a lot to say this week. Oh boy. <laughs> it's okay. time to bounce back. Teasers of the week. Um, I'm hopping off. I got to study for boards. Um, All right. But Back it's been home. Fun. Will Good luck. See how long this does. You don't have give us a lock of the week before you leave. Lock of the week. All right. Let me look. You ramble and then I'll give you a lock. All right. All right. I've got four teasers this week. I've already locked in. <sighs> okay. I have Texas AM minus one and a half. Missouri Pickham. Ole Miss minus 12 and a half. Mississippi State. No, Ole Miss plus 12 and a half. Mississippi State plus 12 and a half. Couple of road Mississippi teams. I'm backing. Ty? I just have an interesting update for the group. 
um, a reputable poster on Rebel Grove. His name's ESPN Reb. <laughs> Typically is actually pretty accurate. Yep. Just said the, the title of the thread was on Harris, Franklin, and Preakscorn. Harris being Trey Harris, Franklin, right. Kari Franklin. Have been told all three will play significant snaps against Alabama this weekend. Have a good night. I'm not going to freak out. I got that. I got that. Just got the text for the same thing. I'm not going to freak out. for the week. If that is accurate. Hold on, Cole. Shut up. I got to talk. If that's true, I, I agree with Will. If that's I might true, change. If that's true, I might make it 41 to 17. If that's true, Lane Kiffin will be putting the nail in the coffin for the dynasty. And I think he wouldn't have it any other way. But when you say significant snaps, like, are they ready to go? Are they fully healthy? Like, what impact are they going to make? You know? And we won't know that until Saturday around 3. But, uh, sorry. My statement holds true. If if that is accurate. We all went to Ole Miss. Shouldn't we be able to know someone that could confirm or deny this? I'm asking some of my sources right now. You want to – we'll take it offline. I think, yeah. We, we'll just we take this offline. Sources away. Yeah. Y'all are getting me anxious right now. I'll lock the week is Notre Dame plus three. <coughs> and I will see y'all next week. Best of luck to all of you betters out there. And, uh, yeah. All right, Addison, continue with your teasers. Thank you, Cole. Now, I'm still on the South Carolina State game. South Carolina minus 0.5. Over 42 and a half. I thought you said South Carolina State, and that threw me off. I did too, but it's okay. We got it. Picking a little MEAC game. And then I've got Missouri minus 0.5, UNC minus 1.5. I like that one. So those are some teasers for you guys. Okay. My lock of the week, Rice, minus two and a half at University of South Florida. I think there's a little too much hype on South Florida because they play Bama close. I think that's more of an indictment on Alabama. Alabama didn't play quarterback that could throw the ball. JT Daniels is having a pretty impressive year thus far. He's going to go to South Florida, sling the rock around. Rice wins. My lock of the week is Oregon minus 20 and a half. My lock of the week. Rutgers plus 24. Michigan has not covered one line this year. But this is Jim Harbaugh's return game, Will. Yeah, but Butkers will put up a little fight. Like this will be a this will be like a 27 to 7 type game. All right, Dean, uh, you got one? Yeah, my locks FSU. I like that. You're going to spank Clemson. I like it. Wrong team favored. Will, just go ahead and say it. Alabama should not be favored. Ohio State shouldn't be favored. That's That's not true, too. Yeah, I've got got wrong team favored. I think Notre Dame should be favored. So, I'm just going to go ahead and take Notre Dame again from an underdog pick. Oh, wait. Also, I, I wasn't here when we picked that one game, but also a lock of the week. What, what's the Auburn Texas A&M line? 
Seven and a uh, half. Seven and a half. Yeah. It's going to be like 45 to seven, Texas A&M. Okay. Is that, that your lock of the week? I'm, 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 under. I'm putting another one. Will, I want you to go to your fantasy sports app and put that in there right now. Do it right now. So here's actually a fun little thing to do for all you betters out there that are Ole Miss fans. Always bet on Auburn. That way, no matter what, if they win, you make money. When you lose, you get the joy of watching Hugh Freeze losing. Okay, thanks, Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> it's a great strategy. <laughs> I know. So here's, here's the other strategy. Always bet against them and wager how much money – you would pay to see Ole Miss win. So how much money would you pay to see Ole Miss beat Bama on Saturday? Now put that money on Alabama. I paid. My wife's in the room next door. I can't answer that question. <laughs> uh, hypothetically, if you could pay to see, like to guarantee a win. This year? Like on Saturday? How much Saturday. would I pay? Yeah. What, 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 would, what, what number comes to your head? A lot. That's reasonable. Like, it's like. Five grand. I would give up five grand right now to win. I think I would, too. That's so sad. Oh, my gosh. Now, each of you should go and donate that much money to the Grove Collective. (laughs) I'm already a founding member of the Grove Collective, as are, I think, all of us. So. All right. I don't want to talk about Ole Miss Alabama anymore. Yeah. Well, your underdog pick is this? Is this? uh, Can we be serious here for a minute? I'm being very serious. Over Fort Worth, Highland Park, SMU over Fort Worth, TCU. I do like that pick. I think SMU can win that game. Okay. Yeah. TCU is a six point favorite. I like SMU to boat race them. Oh, and my favorite over under is. I I can't remember it, but it's whatever the Iowa Penn 40, State line. Is. Forty. Yep, under. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over seventy and a half for the Colorado Oregon game. Yeah, I don't have one for the over under. Me either. Underdog pick, you're all Miss Rebels. Same. All right. I'm just recycling Notre Dame there, Thomas. Okay. You got it. All right, Will, close us out. Yeah, sorry you won't get to hear the behind-the-scenes sources, but um, thanks to all 12 of you. We will see you next week as we gear up for a top-10 showdown in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium between Ole Miss and LSU. Good night.